Um, I said I'd start in a very like deep question because I feel like all podcasters can answer like basically any question. But uh, what to you is like um, like what is the meaning of life in your opinion? Oh Jesus, that is that is deep, man. Um, the meaning of life. Oh, I actually have no idea, man. That like that that is one thing that I struggle with all the time. Like because. well for for me anyway i suppose i don't have any clue what the meaning of life is so i just try and fill it with as many things as possible so it's like a kind of a trial and error thing for me because i've i've like i've been to college i've kind of like not liked the first career i got out of it so i went into another college degree just to test that out i'm not sure if i like it i'm not sure if it's going to be my forever career i've tried podcasting i'm still doing podcasting and that's kind of like another thing, you know, you're dipping your toes into loads of different like avenues of life to see if you'll find something. Um, but as far as meaning goes, I think like the things that give you meaning, like and as cliche as it sounds, is kind of, you know, your health, your family and, you know, have something that you're kind of improving at. They're, they're kind of the things for me. But um, if, if you wanted a more kind of like uh, inspirational thing, I'm afraid you probably won't get it from me. I'm, my my intelligence doesn't my intelligence doesn't reach reach deep enough for that sort of a question. <laughs> yeah, I probably shouldn't have sprung it on you as the first question. It probably does stun people a bit. Um, you should you should have warmed me up, man. You should yeah, you should I should have from podcasting. <laughs> yeah, that's my own fucking fault. <laughs> um. But yeah, you're you're right with the uh, like the finding meaning and stuff because like you do find people who like the kind of I don't know it's almost like the kind of find to make their life too easy or something or it's like they don't challenge themselves enough and they do end up you know they might avoid tough things for a while but they kind of I don't know that's just something I noticed I was talking to a lad before um and we were just talking about this a few weeks ago and he was just saying like you kind of have to lean into some level of discomfort in some stage of your life or it's kind of going to follow you around and it's going to hit you at some stage so it's kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, I love that whole that whole topic of like either like self improvement or like just going after something. I don't know. It's interesting because like that. I think that's what the mean life is. Like I, I don't know. Maybe I asked you the question so I could say I don't. Know, maybe it's a fucking self centered kind of thing that I want <laughs> yeah, to say my part. Yeah, you wanted to talk about it, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I know the exact <laughs> tactic myself, man. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, maybe but no, that's it. That you should be. No, I th- I th- I think you're right. Like you know because. For me, like, you know, if I'm, if we'll say like, if I ever take a break from podcasting for a couple of weeks, I'll always find myself just doing stuff that aren't meaningful. And like, you probably notice yourself, like podcast is a fucking pain in the hole a lot of the time. Like you're, you're looking for guests. It's kind of a tankless task. You're kind of, you think you're after nailing an episode and it fucking flunks. You're like, what? How are people not finding this shit interesting? Like, you know, um, but like what what do you do apart from that like you know because is it a case of you go home in the evening I don't know if you're in college or or if you're working or what the story is like but what do you do once five o'clock comes do you just sit down and watch Netflix from five until 11 or 12 o'clock at night or do you find something that you're going to embarrass yourself while you're doing it like which podcasting is like because you first the first thing with podcasting anyway is like for me it was like getting used to your friends seeing you talk shit like you know and for you to embarrass yourself in front of people that you might know or might not know and then it's like what your parents are gonna say about you because 
I know when I started at first, I was like, for fuck's sake, what are, what are my parents going to say to me? And I remember I just, I recorded the episode, I uploaded it, and then I just threw it into our family group chat. I was like, oh yeah, I started a podcast there. And I was waiting for my mother and father to say, what the fuck is he at now? Because I'm notoriously like, I can't stick at anything too long like whether it's a job whether it's anything like that I just I just seem to have like one of these ADD brains like that just can't stay at anything too long but like they were they were very supportive and I remember saying to my girlfriend when I started it as well like there's two friends I know are gonna say something like but in my mind I'd assumed like that more people were gonna say it about it you know they're like oh David what the fuck is he at now he's always at something different or trying to be different or trying to you know like follow these kind of roots who does he think he's a new joe rogan or you know shit like that comes into your mind but like you'd be surprised like and i was right with the two friends they actually did text me they were like are you going fucking mad like what what are you doing like but that was it like you know and actually two of the lads since i've actually uh spoken to them and they've asked me i remember i took a break last summer for a while uh just between fucking couldn't get guests and got fucking lazy but they were one of the lads actually texted me. He was like, "What's the story with the podcast? When are the episodes coming back?" You know, like so. It's it's kind of funny, like. But um, yeah, I'm not sure if that really ties into your meaning of life thing. But it's kind of like I was actually in the hospital today, right? And I was sitting there and I was thinking, uh, it was like I have they I have some fucking infection in my leg and it swole up, like. But my brother is a doctor and he kind of he told me that. Well, he kind of thought, he said, because you were kind of sick last week, maybe it's clots and maybe it was COVID linked, you know, like the the whole anti-vax shite, like stuff like that. But he was saying like that it could be clots. You're at a higher risk of clots the week or a couple of weeks after you have COVID. So he just said, oh, you better go to the doctor and get a check. So I went in anyway today, but I was just looking around like and I was like, fuck, man, if something actually bad was wrong with me, like. There's so much more I want to do. So it kind of gave me even more when I came out of it. I was like, man, there's so much more I can do. And I can embarrass myself so much more and not give a shit about it after sitting in here for the day, you know, because it gives you such perspective. Say they were to come out to me with the blood test and tell me I had, I know, blood cancer or, you know, like something proper, like not just something that I can get rid of in five days with an antibiotic. Like you're so, I was just thinking in that moment, I was like, what am I doing? I'm definitely going embarrassing myself with content on the internet anyway. It's one of the first things because I don't give a shit what people say about me if I'm in the ground. And I was, you know, like it puts things in perspective. Like, so, yeah, I'm not sure if that answers your meaning of life question, but like, it's a bit of a ramble. I know you like rambling. Yeah, we all all do. Yeah, no, no, but it it is, what you said makes sense. Like, because like as humans, like you always kind of think of, maybe it's not a scientific answer, but like we do kind of think of the worst thing. We, We kind of, we deal with the worst problem first. Like, as you said, like you're in the hospital and like, whatever, you're seeing all the people around you, whatever, or maybe a lot worse off than you. And that's what you're thinking of. Like you're thinking of Jesus, what if I'm them or, and then if you're at home and you have a lovely fucking house, you're thinking, why am I earning more and whatever? Like, so there's always, you're always going to think of the worst thing. So maybe we do probably need a shot of that every few weeks, just a visit to the hospital, even if you're not sick, just sit in the waiting room for a few minutes and just look around. So, yeah. um, it definitely does put things in perspective. I was there a few a few months ago as well, and like I as as yourself, like I only had a I just had to get a fucking cyst removed off me a leg as well. But it's not even though I knew I was fine, I was gonna leave. You were kind of like sitting there, like fucking hell. I don't. I wouldn't want to be in here much longer, and I wouldn't want it to be something serious. Like so, it does. Mm. We don't appreciate things until you actually you're kind of for until you're forced to appreciate them. I don't know. Yeah, and like 
it, it, it's I think it's so useful like for for that to happen to me today like I just I just think like it could be the best thing I've ever wanted because there's types of content that I want to start putting out you know not not like vlogs or anything like that but I kind of want to do more POV style content because all I'm posting is just you know fucking um reels and shit like that but I think like I suppose for my own podcast like I think to grow it some bit it's probably like for people that you know aren't my friends or that follow me from before for like to to kind of grab more of their attention you kind of need to do something a slightly bit different so I was kind of thinking of you know brainstorming and it just puts me in a better position because I'm kind of thinking like what what am I putting it all off for like because someone might say oh for fuck's sake what's he what's he doing now but like I, I don't know about you like but I live in a constant state of um imposter syndrome anyway so like if I'm not doing something I'm in a constant state of like oh you're fucking useless like you know you're why why aren't you trying harder you know like so no no matter how good I do or like you know or, or no matter how hard I try or I think I'm trying I'm always like god you could have done so much better than that like you know like and yeah. the thing is it's it's terrible I have a terrible case as well I have imposter syndrome and I'm very lazy so it's like it's the worst thing ever because I never end up following through with anything. So then I'm when when I'm kind of like all said and done, I'm like, why did I spend fucking half an hour scrolling through TikTok when I could have nailed that piece of a show or something? You know, like just so you're just in a constant. I'm in a constant constant state of fucking imposter syndrome all the time in in everything. Yeah, and and being as you said, like having the bit of laziness in you makes it even worse because like you get angry at yourself then because like it's you're fucking um your expectations don't meet like what actually you know your actual actions like i understand what you mean because i think it was last summer i was like trying to get back into the gym and stuff and i'd still do a bit like but i'd be missing the odd day or something and you'd wake up at like 11 o'clock or something and i'd be i you know you wait you have your fucking alarm set for eight and you wake up at 11 you're like fuck you know you, mm. you remember snoozing the alarm and just gonna wake up and you like you know it's it's kind of it's it's the same i do get what you mean though yeah i've kind of i kind of almost I don't know, can you like break out of laziness, but I've broken out with a bit because I used to be a lazy bollocks. Like I wouldn't get up till two or three in the day. I've, you know, um, mm. probably a similar thing though for yourself. Like, cause you kind of, there's all like when you do a podcast, you probably can't really be lazy at times. Cause like, if you have like, I don't know like what way it really, I, I haven't followed your thing as closely, but um, I like, I'm assuming like there's a week by week thing that you have to have a certain amount of guests, whatever, whatever mm. your thing. I'm sure that you've, you have a certain amount of guests per month or per year or whatever. So you can't really just sit back and not do anything because it'll cost you in the end. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, like my life, my life is so full. Like, and I've made it so full on purpose. Like, because, like I said, I I hate having nothing to do, but I've kind of filled it with things so that, like, I've filled it so much with things that if I don't do them, I feel bad constantly. You know, so like. You say, for example, I get up at at the moment, I'm getting up at like 5.30. I go to the gym or I go for a run or swim, right? And then I'm coming back. I come back at probably back home for like quarter past seven. You know, so the 5.30 to 6, I think the gym opens at 6. So my 5.30 to 6 is like the last 40 days I have it all diarized. The last 40 days I've been hopping into a cold shower first thing when I get up in the morning, like, and that fucking, that's scary, man. It's it's so <laughs> scary getting in the shower in the morning, like, but it's good, like, because it, it, it wakes you up and it's just like, I don't know, like, are we just subjected to a lot of this kind of bullshit from Andrew Huberman and stuff like these people, like, just constantly, like, 
cold showers, journaling, meditation. Like if you're to do all of it, like it's going to take you three or four hours. But I was like, okay, the cold shower is something that I can do because it's it's going to wake me up and make me more. Um, it's going to give me a better chance of going to the gym. And like, I know if I don't go to the gym or if I don't run in the morning, I'm going to be a fucking dog for the day. Like I'm going to be angry, pissed off. And I'm I'm a very happy person. Like, but if and I'm even happier when I get that shit done. But if I don't, I'll be like kind of withdrawn. Like it's it's like I need like taking a dog for a walk. I'm very withdrawn if I don't exercise something, and especially in the morning. Like I know on a Saturday that you know I'll sleep in until eight or nine or whatever. But I'll be like, you know, I'll be so kind of like cranky, you know, for if I don't get out and go for a hike or something. But like I just, I think I think exercise is go is the goal like I genuinely do and I think a lot of people like um they're kind of and I, I'm no I'm no expert on mental health or anything like that but I genuinely think that a lot of the people that are giving out about like their mental health issues a lot of it would be solved you can get yourself up in the morning and work out first thing now I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that it would solve everything because I'm not a psychologist or I'm not anything trained like that but I know that there's one good thing that, that helps me not be cranky and like my my bad is me being cranky and like you know that's as bad as it gets i never get like thoughts like oh god i wish today will end or you know my life is fucking awful i do, i get that after a fucking heavy session <laughs> like you know yeah. that's that's that thought like but yeah man it's 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 i i before christmas i had kind of a routine that i i kind of gave up my job and i started my own side business but i found myself like you know waking up at nine or ten o'clock in the morning and i wasn't living by the routine that's kind of demonized i suppose on the internet you know the nine to five or whatever and i thought before i had got or before i started the business that this was kind of you know the way to live you know you're fucking two hours a day at the church just working on your side hustle or whatever like and I was like, oh, God, that sounds fucking great, man. Like, that's that's the business. Like, but I never took into account how much like everyone else's days centered around the nine to five, how much of my life up until that point had been centered around the nine to five, how much the nine to five anchors me to a routine. And that was like the biggest thing. So like I started a job there again after Christmas um, and it's the best thing ever, man. Like there's so much demonized about normal life. And I'm telling you what it's. The, I've I've probably been as happy and productive as I've been in a long time since Christmas, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, there is a the night, yeah, you do you almost feel you almost feel kind of guilty or that like you gave up that you do a nine to five, which is kind of a weird thing to it's kind of a weird fucking way the whole thing's gone. Like, oh, I understand like the side that lads come from, but like you know, that you should try and work for yourself and so and like but you, I think people have to realise like you kinda of have to let people do whatever they want to do. Like someone wants to live a nine to five and like do their do their exercise at fucking seven in the morning or five in the morning like you do or like do their bits of stuff around that and fair enough like i don't know maybe the people they're going at is like the people who do nine to five and come back and just sit on their arse all evening or mm. something like that which again like is fucking fine it, well it's fine for them it's it's there like i i i'm very like live and let live like anytime I've, i'm having a debate with someone on this i kind of just say look it's your life like I, I like in the end of the day i can't i'm not going to tell you what to do with your life i might think something and that might impact my life but it's mm. not really, you know, whatever I say shouldn't impact how you live. You know, I shouldn't change your life. I, I don't mm. So it's, um, it's an interesting one. But yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe that's what a lot of the social media shit is. Is like people kind of think their way is right. And they're like, no, you want, you have to live by my way. So maybe yeah. that's what it is. 
well like the, the social media side of things like they're they're selling they're selling like an experience like do you ever know that like about marketing companies yeah. will sell an experience like you know Ryanair don't sell flights to Paris to sell the experience of sitting under the Eiffel Tower with your wife getting engaged or you know your fiance getting engaged that's what they sell they don't sell the flight like because no one like you know if they're selling the flight to, to Paris no one wants to get on that fucking plane like you know yeah. re- realistically it's not comfortable there's no leg room but they're yeah. selling you the fucking the glitz and glam of Paris you know and it's kind of the same thing that young lads and especially like i fell into it myself like they sell you the life the pina colada life like and if i'm sure you're probably like uh fairly well versed in jordan peterson like and he he speaks about that like he said the pina colada life you know you're sitting on a beach in the caribbean is nice for a week two weeks but after that it gets fairly fucking boring like you know and you you need something that gives you purpose and there's no purpose lying on a beach and you know just counting your days away like you know and i i i fell for it for a while i was like if i can get this nailed down and you know make enough money where i can do what the fuck i want for you know the 22 hours in the day work for two hours a day you know like so now i have my nine to five and it's it's fucking nice man because i have the routine i get up early i do the cold showers i do the podcasting on the side and i actually still have the business that i was doing before christmas i'm still doing that but I've taken a different approach to it. So it's not to escape my career. It's just to make me. <clears throat> so it's another thing, you know, to try and to try and build out. And but it's not it's not an escape route anymore, you know, like because I'm not trying to escape the life that I thought was kind of shit because I know now that it's not like, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. It's and no one could have told me that you were right. Like, no, live and let live. Like no one could have told me that my parents couldn't have told me I'll just stay in the job that you're comfortable in. I would have thought that they were stupid. Like, you know, they're telling me that because they work nine to five their whole life. Like, you know, fucking suckers. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to be out in Dubai like shit like that. Fuck them. Yeah. Uh, but like yeah no Gardner man couldn't have told me that like you know what I was doing was stupid at the time and it, it, it wasn't stupid but the way I approached it was very stupid like yeah and do you think um, like that what you've set up for yourself now seems to be pretty good you seem to be living fairly well would you would you say like you're in you're living your do you know how people kind of say like living their dream life like do you think do you kind of separate, do you have like things set down that you're like, yeah, this is where I want to be. Or do you kind of have a thing like, I'm kind of just happy to obviously not happy, like kind of, what should I say? Like kind of content with where I am, but also want to go a bit further. I don't know. It's content the word, but like, I'm not, I'm not trying to run away from where I am, but like, yeah, you know what I mean, no, I know what you mean. Yeah. So yeah, I would, I would set out goals. Like I have goals for the podcast. I have goals for like, um, fitness goals like run running and the, t- the amount of weight that I want to lift by a certain date and things like that but I, pu- I put them beyond what I'm capable of on purpose because like and I actually like I, I'm thinking I'm writing like kind of I'm trying to script like a solo podcast at the moment and it, it was kind of about this like so if I set um goals and and, and things that I want to achieve but if I make them achievable I will find myself just getting to the tip of it but not finishing it so it's like anytime i for like a, a tangible example that you might actually like really kind of grasp like i don't know about you but if i go running say i'll do one day of like you know an endurance run maybe i'll run 10 or 15k nice slow pace like and i mean like 
five minutes 30 per kilometer or even six minutes you know really slow just building the endurance but i know one day in during the week i'll do sprints right but like i will so i'll do my warm-up and then i'll say maybe i'll do a 200 meter sprint but I, like i'll make up to 200 meters but it'll be around 200 meters so i'll start at this pole and i'll fucking i'll i'll sprint to that pole right but I'll always finish about 15 to 20 meters from the last pole. And it's like, you know, I'm not going there fully because that's where I set the target. So I've started doing this thing in my head. It's like, no, you're not going to the pole. You're going to the gate beyond the pole. So at least then I run to the pole, you know? So it's the same thing I do with my goals now. So I've put my goals intentionally out of reach for 2023. Because at least at the end of 2023, when I'm looking back, I won't have reached my goals, but I'll be way ahead of where I was at the end of 2022. So it's like, um, I suppose, I'm not sure if it's healthy, like that you're never reaching your goals, but you will reach the goal at some point. That's that's the idea. So like, you may not reach it by 2023, but you'll reach it maybe by February 24 or, or you know, March, May 24. You'll reach it at some point. Maybe it'll be 2025, but... And it's something I've noticed with my goals from 2019. There were some of them I didn't reach until 2022. And that's when I first started doing goals. I think the first year I started doing goals, I wrote down start a podcast. That was at the start of COVID in 2019. I didn't start it until 2021. You know, so like, it's interesting. You get you get around to them eventually, but it might be a lot later than you expected. Or, you know, you might have forgotten about them. But you get to them, and if you see it, then if you flip back in your your old diary or whatever, you're like, "Fuck, man! I actually, I actually did that, and I forgot about it." So it's kind, of, it's it's cool. Like it is cool when you start to, and they're not big goals, like, but they're kind of they're small wins. And like, as as Joe Rogan said, like it's like uh, it's like painting a mountain. Every strip of paint builds a mountain. Like, and if you continually paint one layer over the other, eventually it's gonna have a nice big slab. Like you know. It's it's small baby steps, but it it works definitely works. Yeah, yeah, and and as well as that, like, you know, you'd rather see all the small baby steps, and like as well as that, like when you kind of think you're in the middle of like trying to set it, get to a goal, you like a lot of time. I don't know about you, I can only speak for myself, but I always kind of feel like you're not really getting there, or there's a lot of days you go out, or even like like exercise, probably the one we'd probably relate to most, like the podcast one maybe as well, but you go out and exercise some mornings or some evenings and you'd be like, fucking hell, I thought I was, or, or you you do a PR or, or you do a run or you do fucking a bench press or whatever, like something like that, or even take a few frees and hurling. And you'd be like, Jesus Christ, I thought I was fucking better than this. And it just brings you back to like, when you set the goal, you're like, fucking hell, this is, and you, you just question everything. But when you look back, like say like you, do, you not even if you achieve a goal, but let's say you look back a year after and you look back at where you were at the start and like, as you said, like you mightn't have got to the goal, but you got a lot farther than someone who didn't set a goal at all. Like, like I mm. couldn't imagine someone who doesn't, not that everyone has to write shit down and like everyone has to live their own life, but like I couldn't imagine someone who like just is like starts 2023 or starts a, starts a week and is like, just doesn't really think in any way about like what I could do or doesn't have to be at an inspiration, doesn't have to be like, I'm going to run a marathon by the end of the year, but just like, just to improve at something like I don't know without that maybe that's what the meaning of life is like to do something to not just like exist I don't know maybe that's I don't know no I I completely agree with you like because you like for me since I've started writing goals like it's kind of been since I probably left college you know because when you come out of college you kind of 
you're kind of like planked into this world where you're like, okay, I'm not fucking going out drinking four nights a week and I'm not like sleeping in until 12 in the day anymore. And I'm not waking up feeling like shit as much anyway. But it's like for the first couple of months anyway, for me, I was like, okay, I'm working nine to five, but what am I doing with my evenings? All my friends are working as well. Like, but we're not living together anymore. So it's like, we've all either, you know, moved back home for a while worked from work from home or whatever like but yeah it's it's only now i'm starting to realize it's like um and again it's it's not demonizing other people at all like it's just like i i don't know how how you can just do your work you know like as in your kind of your you know your your employment like because for me that that's really boring like that that would be so boring like and but it's different than if you're consumed by your work and you really enjoy your work. You know, you're staying in until like seven or eight because you love your career then. But that's not me. I don't think that will ever be me. I never love my career as much as I love doing the stuff outside of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's 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 very strange, man. I think, and, and you're right. Like, I think people need to, and this is going to sound so fucking cringy, but like there's a lot of potential inside like most of us. And like, if, you, if you're not at least trying something, you might fucking hate it like but at least try you know if if you come out of college like and you don't play football or hurling or anything like that because football and hurling is great because like you're in them since you're a young lad and you have that at least you have that but for someone that isn't into football and hurling like you need to start something like and you need to start running maybe run with a club you need to like you just need to do something outside of that where there's some level of community maybe i'm not sure if communities really matters because i think you can do things by yourself as well but definitely something where you're trying to achieve something different to your norm like you know yeah definitely yeah and um yeah the community thing is interesting i i definitely found like without the without the hurling obviously like i like playing the sport but like the kind of thing like the belonging kind of part of it is nice for me as well because it's like not to sound like cringe around, but it's kind of not not the only place I belong. But like I feel, you know, obviously, of your family, like my family and stuff. I'm going on as if I'm fucking of nothing else other than hurling. But uh, it's kind of nice when you go down there. And it's like people kind of, you know, everyone knows your name, and it's like even people who don't play in your team. It's like a small club, and it's like people kind of mm. know you, and it's like you matter, and you're like part of the, you're part of this fucking club, and. You know, when you go out onto the pitch, the odd person knows your name. Like you know, I don't play for the fucking county or anything, but like just kind of means something i don't know what it is like i like feel like when you're having a bad day or something you go down there and you never feel worse now obviously the exercise part is probably part of that but um i don't know what it is i feel like without that now i'd be missing a piece obviously this the podcast house as well i think because it kind of keeps me ticking um mm. what what do you think are the are things like that to keep you ticking would it be exercising the podcast is there anything else um exercising the podcast i always find um like i'm notorious i'm probably a shit friend like i'm i'm not great for meeting up with my friends like you know i'm but when i do i always feel like so much recharged like and i'll always say like oh fucking you know like i hate planning nights out i hate that sort of stuff like and even my friends feel like you know they come up to my house every year for patty's day like and they know like the week coming up to it like that i'd love to just pull out of it and tell them fuck off not to come yeah. like but they they always just come anyway like you know but and i was saying this i i this was something i was writing down as well for the solo podcast it was like um i'm very like 
I seem to get into these kind of moments where I like it's it's a really strange thing because I was asking my girlfriend if she feels the same sometimes and and she she said she doesn't right but it's it's in your have you ever been in a moment where you're really enjoying yourself and you become cognizant that you're in the moment and it's like you look you look at everyone else around and they're they're really enjoying themselves but it's like you're you're just kind of standing back from everything that's happening and you're like fuck that like this is like one of the moments like you know you hear in a movie like are you seeing a movie where where life life is happening and it's like one of the really nice moments in life like everyone's laughing having a good time all your friends are together and there's there's no shit like you know there's no like you're fucking shooting the shit you're mocking each other you're fucking bringing up anything calling your mother stupid like you know there is lad crack happening but it's like it's bliss because it's your old friends from school and you know each other since you were four or five and it's just like you know it's it's peak it's peak it really is but it's like the moment kind of stands still and I often get this more like these moments when I'm like somewhere where I'm really enjoying myself or if I notice that life is happening is all I can you know um, explain it as it's really hard to explain but maybe you've experienced it as well but if if you can kind of like stand back in that moment and just become cognizant of it it's really like profound it's kind of weird and i i know i sound fucking kind of mad when i'm saying it but it's it's nice and the same thing happened to me a couple of weeks back i was in a cafe with uh fiona my girlfriend and we were just sitting there like and she was chatting away like i, I wasn't listening to her at all like she was just, <laughs> she, she was rambling away like but you know like when you're when you're when you're watching movies like and the man is not listening and like all you can see is the woman's mouth going and it's like nah, 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 nah. like that that's all I could hear but what I was doing was like I was looking around the room and there was like two families kind of sitting at different tables and there was like they had two young kids and they were feeding them and the kids were laughing and the two families were look, kind of chatting away to each other like just kind of bonding over like they didn't know each other it was clear that they didn't know each other but they were kind of laughing at each other's kids you know like they were kind of hitting spoons off the table or something like that yeah. And then I just looked across and there was some man like by himself eating breakfast. <clears throat> the music was playing and he was just sitting there like this, like, you know, just wagging his head, like dancing away to the music. Like, and it was like one of the moments I had as well. And I just go to Fiona, I said, fuck, man, I had one of the moments as well where life was just happening. Everyone was really happy. You know, it seemed like everyone had forgotten whatever shit that they'd left when they came in here and they were just really in the moment and I was in the moment and then I pulled back from it and I saw it and I said fuck man I love I love it when it happens like it's it's kind of like being in flow is probably the best way I can describe it yeah yeah and it kind of makes you like even what you described there it's like it makes you appreciate things like it's like fucking hell like you know, there is it's worth being here like you know it's this is a fucking, mm. we're lucky to be here like yeah yeah uh, yeah I don't know and I, I like I'll get the moments like and and I, and what I've noticed, it's not the moments that you'd expect. Like it's it's not the moments at a wedding. It's not the moment, you know, you win something or you finish something like it's not the moments. It's the moments that you would take for granted. Definitely like sitting in a fucking cafe with your girlfriend. Or, like we've done that a million times, like, you know, and like it was just a strange one like i was just like that's fucking it's cool that i that i noticed that that part of life you know like because i was like and i and i kind of actually get it every now and then i'll say to fiona like i'm like jesus man i just realized like how lucky we are to be alive like you know i'll say something stupid like that i'm i'm very aware like that how lucky we are like and i think for me that's kind of what 
and I wouldn't say my happiness hinges on because I'm not I'm I'm not an overly happy person. I know I said I was at the start, but I'm not like happy, happy, but I'm very aware of how lucky I am. And I suppose anyone that has kind of similar circumstances to me is, you know, they're not they're not, you know, burdened with bad health or their family are relatively healthy and safe or whatever, like, you know. But yeah, it's it's kind of the mundane things in life like that I've started to notice that are really nice, you know, like, but yeah, that's fucking cringy as fuck. I wish I never said that stuff. <laughs> no, that was, I actually, I actually understand now. I, I haven't had many of the moments you're saying like the cafe moments, but I, I do understand what you mean. I, it, it all makes sense. Like, uh, and yeah, it all kind of leads into like appreciating life a bit more. But uh, yeah, and I think when you set a lot of goals and stuff, it's like you kind of tie your value to them and it's kind of almost like it's kind of harder to appreciate life and you're kind of stuck in this little, you're stuck in your little zone, which is, which is good, obviously, but sometimes it's kind of tougher to appreciate and kind of sit back and just say, look, fuck, isn't it great to be here? Like, like mm. I always, I, I got it earlier. Well, not like one of them moments, like the cafe thing with results, people sitting around, like, I was just on my own in the garden. Like I was just sitting back like, um, um, I wish I was drinking a can, but I've trained this evening. So I had to it was just water. <laughs> I was drinking, drinking can. I was drinking alcoholic beverages later, but, um, I was just sitting back like real fucking night. I know we're outside today. I don't know what it's like down where you are, but up in Calair, it's fucking lovely today. I was just sitting out on a deck chair. Like, it was real warm outside. I just like fucking had, this is, this is nice, isn't it? Like, and yeah, it just it's worth it after all the six months of winter and fucking snow and hail. It's just like, it's nice. Like dog is sitting there. Like everyone's just playing outside. You can hear, hear kids around the place. You can hear people hitting a slit around the place. It's just like, this is nice, like, and it just makes mm. you appreciate things. Yeah, it's it's so true, man. And like as well, what's kind of funny is, you know, they. I was kind of saying like the mundane parts of life, like you know, as well. And what I've noticed as well is that these moments happen when I take a break from my goals, like you know. But I think it's because I'm pursuing the goals, and then I take the break, and it's it's probably some of the only times where I properly like shut down you know like where I'm shut down and I'm not thinking about that at all you know like my mind is completely free of whatever shit that I have to come back to after I leave that cafe so it's like you know but it's it's also like and, I, and I've I've kind of been thinking about this as well so during Paddy Paddy's weekend like the boys were up whatever we had a good session and they left the day after but i think there was another day out after that so they were going down to limerick or cork or something um but i realized then that i was like that was the best possible time for them to leave even though i like when i was sat in the apartment here by myself i was like fuck it i'd love to be going down with them now and a beer again today or you know like i'd love if they stayed up but i was like a couple of days later i was like you know thinking and i was like writing my own script or whatever like i was like that was the best time they possibly could have left because if we had done another day, who knows, it might have gone messy or, you know, we might have been sick or, you know, I might have been more hungover the next day. So your mind is clouded by the bad experience of what would have been really good had they left a day earlier, which I got to experience. So I was like, they left at the perfect time. And, you know, because I got to feel feel like... a feel like I wanted them to stay around you know like you know it's time to leave when when you're at the peak I think you know like or when you've experienced that really like good night and you've had good crack the morning after like or whatever so you know like and it's something I've been thinking about a lot as well and I don't know if you've ever followed him um 
on TikTok, Fleetwood Jack, or is it Fleetwood Mac? Or he's kind of like um, he's from oh the Ireland. Irish, the, the travel Irish lad from Ireland. Yeah, I've seen travel him. Guy. And he always and he said something, and I was like, "Fuck, man, that makes so much sense." He said he knows when he's really enjoying himself in a place that it's time to leave. He said that's the perfect time to leave, and I was like, "Fuck, man, that just you know that hammers home my point anyway about why I felt so happy and thankful to have my own friends or whatever, like you know after they had left because we. The night went perfect, and then the next morning went perfect, but they left, and that's probably where at the time I thought, "Fuck it, I wouldn't mind them staying around." But you know, they left, and it was really good. Yeah, speak when you when you actually say about him, he's the he's the kind of lad who got me into that whole um like adventure side of TikTok. I think he was the first lad who I saw, um, on it, and like because I was looking at like I I was looking at the page and I was like, it says Irish. I was like. I looked at him and he looks, he doesn't look like, you know, he's a real tan. No, he's tan handsome. No, like, he's he looks a decent like some... looking fella. Like, I was like, yeah. this guy's not fucking, he's taking the piss. Like, yeah, he's, he's like from Ballincollig in Cork. Like, yeah, yeah, is he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because I was he... talking to him before. Yeah. Oh, are you? Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, no, really cool lifestyle. Obviously, we probably don't see everything, but like, it's, that's, that's probably something I've kind of started looking at as well. I've tried to get someone like adventure onto it. I didn't, I, I think I asked, I asked him, which sure he has a lot of fucking followers. I don't think he even replied. But uh, that's the kind of side of things I've I've tuned into a bit more, even the adventure side of stuff. Yeah, and that's in like he is a really interesting like then as well because like I think that if he were to talk to like Jordan Peterson, no, Jordan Peterson would tell him that he's living in the land of Neverland, like Peter Pan, like he's living in a land where with no responsibilities or anything like that, and he's never grown up. Like you know that that would be Peterson's argument, like that you need to do these things you need to get responsibilities, whether that's a family, whether that's a job, you need to be able to hold down these things because living like Jack does or Fleetwood Jack, I think Jack is, Jack is his name. Yeah. Um, that's no way to live in Peterson's eyes. But like, to me, you look at fucking Fleetwood Jack's life and I'm like, fuck man, what am I doing here? That guy's living out of a bag with a surfboard, like, and he's having unreal time. The places he sees are insane. Like, yeah, no, he, he has some fucking life in fairness. But that, that's the thing we said earlier about like the live and let live thing. Like mm. you know, everyone has this idea. And I suppose like it's it's fair enough as well. Like they both both of them are living pretty decent lives. Pearson, you know, he's not he's not going off. He's doing all right for himself, isn't he? He's doing all right, yeah. I wouldn't mind being him either. Um but yeah, it's say a couple it's, of uh, controversial things about fucking uh trends and then just have your fucking sub stack and your your whatever Patreon blow up. He's probably yeah. making millions from it. Like. Making fucking millions, yeah. Jesus Christ, he's a different suit for every day of the week, as we can see. He wears one every day of the week. But uh, yeah, oh Jesus. Like man, all of them, like they all live their respective lives. And I well, I, I think I can just sit back at this. Like maybe a few years ago I would have been like, oh no, fuck, he's doing that wrong or he should do this. Like, I think now I can just sit back and say, oh, look, you know what? He's enjoying his life. Mm. Seems to be enjoying it. I'll just sit back and enjoy. Joe, I love listening to Peterson. There's some, obviously, like most people, there's things I disagree with them that he says, but I just love sitting back, listening to him. Just mm. therapeutic. I don't know what it is about him. Yeah. Like, just therapeutic. Uh, Peterson's great. Like, and it's so funny that you had to, like, put the caveat in, like, that there's some things he says, like, because I do the exact same, like, and I'm not sure that we have to, like, you know, qualify what we say, like, and but I do it myself. And it's like, it's because like, in case someone's listening, like, and they think that we're like anti-trans or something like that. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. if you're afraid of the backlash you get <laughs> for, for liking Peterson, like, but Peterson has done a lot of good for people, man. But yeah, he's, it, the, the, the thing is like, he's, um, 
it's his speech, man. And I've t- I spoke to one of my guests about it before that like was just talking in big words, man. I was like, fuck me. I was like, you have the same thing that Peterson has. You, he'll wow you with words, like you know, <clears throat> and concepts. To be fair, but some sometimes I feel with Peterson, like he goes way too far down the rabbit hole. Well, way be far, way too far beyond where I feel like that he should have stopped down the rabbit hole, like you know. Some of him, some of his readings from the Bible, like you're like, did it mean all that shit, like, or did it not? Like, I'm not, I'm not sure, but yeah, yeah, he's an he's an interesting sort of fellow. But as you were saying, like the thing where you have to kind of clarify that, like, we don't agree with everything they said. Like, I definitely had to say that with uh, with Andrew Tate a few times. Like, you know, there is things he says that are you know that are good, and then there's obviously things he says that you disagree with. So you obviously have to clarify that every single time you're making a point about him because you never know who the fuck could come after you. I was thinking about this in the hospital today as well. I was like, you know, Tate is such a fucking marmite figure. But I was like, the man has an awful lot to say that makes sense to me. And I feel like you you hear what you want to hear with a lot of these people as well. Like, and and because I suppose like I'm I'm heavily influenced by that type of masculine figure, as in like the Peterson, the Tate, not influenced in actions, but like I think a lot of what they say is really good. Like, you know, I. I think like a lot of the stuff Tate exposes is quite good. And again, like as far as I can see, as far as I, I, I haven't seen any of the really bad videos that people say that like he's being really misogynistic towards women. I've never seen them videos. They possibly exist. They probably do exist. But like if you if if you ask me, I've seen some of his older older videos. Myself and the younger brother, like we'd be bursting our whole laughing at him. Like all he does is talk shit. Like he's just a fucking troll, especially up until about two years ago. If you watch some of his older YouTube videos, and I think they're the ones that a lot of the girls like in the movement against him today are based on like that. He's, you know, a misogynist that he just talks shit. Like, but do you know what it's like? It's like a, probably a sophisticated Hardy books, you know, like that's kind of the vibe you get off him, like just talking shit. And he probably uses a bit more vulgar words than them. Like but the Hardy books, like if you watch back some of their episodes, like, you know, <laughs> some of them are gas. Like but some of the shit they're saying is like, Jesus Christ, you know, if, 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 if that was released today, you know, women and certain cohorts, people would have serious issues with them. Like, yeah, and and a lot of the time as well, like we talk about, like it's it's your it's your actions that people remember, not your words. Now they remember your fucking words as well. They remember a lot of the things Tate said, but it's a, it's kind of more so the actions, well, that he's like alleged to have committed is kind of what people are. You know, that's that's kind of what really blackened his name a bit. Now, like mm. I don't know what the fuck. I think he got out in the end. I don't really know. I'm not. I'm not going to say. Oh, he's he's not guilty or is. I'm not. I don't really have mm. much of an opinion on it. But that's kind of thing. Is like whatever whatever words he ever said. Like people could pass it off. Now he has said he has said a few things now that are very that are very fucking questionable. But and he's kind of passed them off as a joke a bit. But whatever about that. Any allegations that come against you it is generally the actions that people kind of make their mind about. Like, I think people who were like fifty fifty on him. They saw him getting arrested. They kind of sat back a bit and thought, Jesus, like maybe we mm. should kind of inspect this guy a bit more. But I actually don't know, to be honest. I don't know whether he's guilty or not. So I'm not really, I'm not a fan or an anti Trey. I kind of just sit and listen to him. It's kind of like yeah, Peterson. Yeah. I don't, you know, there's, I don't love or hate any of them. I kind of just listen to them, see what they say. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be the same with Tate. No, like I wouldn't watch him religiously, but I've always like just found him fucking hilarious when he starts talking shit. I'm like, this guy is fucking, he's, he's a troll. Like in my eyes, that's what I see him as. And I see him as kind of like a, a shit talker. Like, 
but unfortunately like his shit talk is very influential like and he drives around in the Bugatti and he has all that shit like so like young lads love him like and I suppose I don't know are they influenced by him or something like I certainly wouldn't be going out doing what Tate says anyway like but I'm not sure you need an education or anything to figure that stuff out you just need to have a solid foundation of what's right and wrong like you know and have a bit of a moral compass and I think you should you should be all right but like yeah I'm not I'm not sure he I don't I don't know what happened with that fucking case yeah so I can't I can't speak on that I don't know what the story is with that like obviously there's conspiracies that it was like you know people trying to take him down because he got too big on the internet and shit like that but I don't know yeah but I I think I think what um the, the side of Tate that I identify most with is like the he does a lot of like his I, I was about to say teachings like as if he's a fucking lecturer <laughs> yeah yeah Jesus Christ whatever there's probably a better word anyway sure like, he is man he's the lecturer at Hustlers University <laughs> yeah oh yeah how could I forget yeah sure he's tenured there man he's fucking he's the professor yeah um and like things about like discipline and like doing stuff when you don't want to do it like there's stuff like that that people should always like you hear people bar and like people do people have opinions against them don't like generally they've heard the bad stuff and in fairness i'd say people who love them probably have only heard the good stuff and, and are so brainwashed that they can't even see the bad stuff um but like people who like oh no fucking tay oh he's a misogynist he fucking hates women and they're in you'd be in your face screaming i was like just listen to some of the stuff you could be right but just listen to some of the stuff that he said like he says about you know now, to be honest, it, I think what pisses women off is that, like, most of his messages are directed to men. He's like, I want men to work very hard and I want women to, or sorry, I don't want women. He's like, I want men to, like, you know, support their women. And it's like, I, th I think he kind of has a very traditional view of, like, you know, marriage and stuff. The women kind of, they're not their place mm. at the place. Oh, yeah, because he's, he's fucking, yeah, I did actually see that shit. Yeah, he had some fucking queer things about controlling women. All right, yeah, that was weird enough. Yeah, that that did. Yeah, that didn't really get him too much popularity. But yeah, I think the other side of it that the discipline and like trying, you know, like to set goals and like he talks a lot about like the gym and like now he said he says stupid shit, but I think a lot of the time like people pass it off as jokes. I don't know if it's a joke, but like one thing he said was like he's like if you're fucking depressed, you go and get a six pack and come back to me and let me know you're still depressed and like stuff like that. So. But that's very true, like, because if you're getting a six pack, you're working out fucking hard. And plus, when you come back in and look in the mirror six months later, 12 months later, and it's not going to be fast, like, because there's the there's the clip of him talking to Aiden Ross and Aiden Ross is like, oh, how do I get a six pack fast? Like, and he's like, what the fuck does it need to be fast for? He said, nothing good, come, nothing good in life comes fast. He said, you need to go through hard work you need it to be tough you need it to be difficult he said why why do you want it so fast he was like you're such a product of your environment right now you can't have it fast if you want it to last you can't have it fast which was incredible advice like because it's just kind of telling you to be patient and stuff like that but I, in terms of tate like <clears throat> there's far worse people that we know of out there that are like fucking idolized like for example like jared leto like you know like he he's a he's a convicted fucking pedophile like and he's in the biggest movies in hollywood and no one talks about it at all like you know there's way like there is worse people out there like a hundred percent and they're up there fucking at the top of the pyramid in in on the world stage like you know there is these people exist but for some reason and i think it's like tate has done probably a lot of shit in his life but I don't think he touches the fucking iceberg 
with compared to a lot of these fucking freaks in Hollywood. Like, yeah, and maybe it's because they're on social media that they're on like because we kind of see it as like maybe people in their forties and fifties and they look at even whatever you say, Jared Leto or like fucking Jimmy Savile. I know he's dead, so you can't really count him. But like they'd look at them and be like, "Fucking hell, they're maybe the Andrew Tates that some people of our age would see." Because we all we see is the social we see social media, and maybe people who are older don't see that. So maybe we have the likes of Andrew Tate and them up on some lads who don't like him or whatever. We we kind of just see who was a big influencer and who whatever. Even James Charles a few years ago, what the fuck did he? Oh, I can't remember that exactly, but yeah, he was. He is a he, isn't he? He he was shifting, or he was getting with underage boys, or texting them, or something like, or something like the, that, was it? Well, the boys, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, but... yeah. Because he he's a man that used to put on the makeup, like, isn't he? He was friends with uh, Kim Kardashian or something. Or am I making that up? I I'm not sure, but Kim Kardashian, you could be right. I actually don't know anything about him. I, I probably shouldn't mention things. I don't like. I, I just remember that case, though. But yeah, you are you're right with the first B. I'm not sure, but yeah. Kim Kardashian is she friend? If is he friends with? Not anymore, probably, because Kim probably rid herself of that fucking freak. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's another thing. And yeah, that's like that's what young people remember. Like they probably won't now. Like I've heard of Jared Leto, but like, I haven't really like I wouldn't know him as well as like yeah. these fuckers are on so, Jared like, Leto's I'm, the fucking you know the actor I'm talking about, I can describe him to you. He's the fella in he's Loki, I think, in one of the Marvel movies. Um I haven't watched any of the Marvel movies. I haven't either. Um, Requiem for a Dream? No. No, okay. Maybe not. Maybe I can't describe <laughs> Jared Leto. Too. I'll look it up after. Oh, he's fucking... He's he's in the Suicide Squad, I think. Or... No. Oh, is he? Is he, the, is he the Joker? He's the guy who got tick when Joaquin Phoenix got the role in the Joker anyway because he had played him in another movie. Is the Joker in the Suicide Squad or am I making that up? I can't remember. I've watched the Suicide Squad as well. I think he is, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's Jared Leto anyway. Because um, Oh, that's him, okay. Yeah. Oh, Loki's the bad guy in Thor. I was trying to think of the fucking, um, what movie he's in because I don't watch Marvel, but I've watched Thor and that's the only reason I know Jared Leto's in it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I must. Yeah, I probably do know him. He's, he's a well known enough actor, is that? Yeah, it? he's well known, man. Yeah, he was like, he's he's known for fucking fiddling with young lads as well. Like, so, yeah. Uh, well, he was back in the day. I've no doubt, like, that a leopard doesn't change his spot, especially in his especially in his position. He probably plays by his own rules, I'd imagine. But, yeah, that's but, like, Holly Hollywood is notorious, like, for that shit, to be honest. Like, and, and you hear them, like, and. I love like the the clips of Ricky Gervais at the Golden Globes, like just ripping into them fuckers, like because they don't have a clue, like, and they think they play by their own rules, and then they're espousing values and ways that like the common folk, common folk, like in inverted commas, should live. It's like what you don't live by these rules at all, like, you know, they'll go on about like climate change and shit like that, and you're taking private jets everywhere. Like if you just parked them up for a year, I'm sure we'd be a lot better off. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, it's insane. Like, and even Elon, I'm a big fan of Elon Musk, like, but Elon Musk, that guy that was tracking him, his plane was an absolute legend. Like, did you hear that? No, what was that? There was a young fella hacked like all the private jet databases in America. And he was able to tell like where Elon Musk was flying to in his private jet. But this lad, like Elon's fucking has the biggest EV um car producing sector or company in the world like he he should be surely living by what he's selling like you know if if we were all to 
you know, I suppose living according with our values, like, but not be taking private jets everywhere, you know, like, yeah, because the private jet probably negates half the shit that he's doing in his factory, like, and you're kind of thinking, well, like, where's the trade off there? Is the trade off you're you're making EVs so you can drive around in a private jet? Maybe that's it. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I never. I didn't actually know that. Yeah. 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 Well, it's, yeah. it's kind of hypocritical like yeah you're, you're solving a problem at one end and you're fucking causing the problem at the other end so it's yeah, a couple more gigafactories will have to write off the fucking the other carbon balances like <laughs> yeah <laughs> um what else did i mean to ask you let me think um Fuck yeah, but them. but you you should yeah. you should de- you should definitely look up that young fella that was that was mapping the planes of all the celebrities and stuff. Like he he eventually got shut down because people actually knew where the celebrities were. Like oh so, really? He yeah, had their so, location as well. Like yeah, yeah. So it was like probably like a bit of a GDPR issue by the end of it. Like so everyone knew where the celebrities were going to be. Yeah, yeah. Fair folks to know. Some legend for actually getting into the database. Like fair absolutely. Folks. It's kind of like um. What was the name of the lad that was the Cambridge or the WikiLeaks? What was his name? Um, oh, I didn't see that now. The WikiLeaks guy a couple of years back. Um, oh, I can't remember the name. He's in. Uh, I can't think of his name, but like he he leaked a lot of documents and like big stories covered up by governments throughout the world. But like uh, he's in he's in prison for years. Like they're probably throwing away the key. Like, but he he did God's work. Like basically he did God's work. He on like he opened a Pandora's box. Like he got thrown in prison for it. Bit of an Edward Snowden type. Like, have you heard of Edward Snowden? I've heard of him. Yeah. Yeah. Edward Snowden was like a whistleblower for like um, he worked in the American government at the NCA, which is like the national something. And he was listening. He 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 blew the whistle like and how how the American government were like listening into everyone's conversations and sharing their information shit like that. He's he's living in Russia now like in in hiding because he had to flee America. Otherwise, oh. they were going to put him in prison for the rest oh. of his life. Oh really? Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. There's a I think he's on Joe Rogan once or twice, but there's a great movie about him on Prime. Um, it's just called Snowden. You should definitely watch, man. It's great. It's a great show. Someone good plays him. Plays him, yeah. I can't remember the actor, but it was fucking someone good anyway. <laughs> All right, yeah, geez, no, because I've heard the name and I heard like the the bones of the story, but I didn't know he had to fucking move. Oh, away. It's, an in, it's an insane story, man. It's it, and especially the movie's probably a bit dramatized, but it's fucking insane. Like how they start using, like you could be. I remember there was a specific scene in a movie, and they were kind of. I think they were kind of these Arabic dudes, like, and they were. I presume it was terrorism or something like um, they were doing them for, but they targeted like the terrorists, like four cousin who had nothing to do with them and brought them in like, and like tortured them based on be- having a connection to this person. Like it was insane. Like the kind of shit that they were doing based on like the shit they were listening to over the phones and like webcams a girl was getting changed um one day with her laptop open like and there was two lads watching it sitting in government offices like it was i don't know if that was happening and was it just added in for hollywood factor like in the movie but it was insane like and no wonder people are putting fucking sellotape and blue tack over their webcams now like if they're in their room <laughs> yeah because because I, I heard the thing a few weeks ago a similar story to that that was like <laughs> Um, a girl like opened um, obviously like she'd leave her laptop on 
she'd leave her laptop like open, like just like we have laptops now. She'd leave it open, whatever, like as she's getting changed or whatever. But she obviously opened an email or something one day and she clicked into it and there was obviously some kind of a some sort of a fucking file that could allow some now this wasn't the government, this was just some random fucking weirdo. Just oh, get in and he was just looking yeah. through he could just see through the he could just basically see her getting changed. So that's it. But yeah, you would be kind of like People kind of slag like kind of older people for being like, geez, I know I don't know what's on that phone. Or, like, especially as well as like, you know, like the way my mom, this happened a few weeks ago. It's happened loads of times. Like, there's almost like you have to leave your phone outside the room because like you'd record a voicemail and it gets sent to me or something. And it'd be like, I just heard the last two minutes of us talking to each other, the conversation. Mm. You're like, God forbid you sound fucking bad because we sent and it, it you know no one like Murphy's Law to get sent to the fucking prick you're talking they don't like, you know, know yeah. or something. so it's yeah I think people who are a bit older maybe they're not too far wrong for being a bit you know uh, what's the word uh, are wary of it like a bit wary know. yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah so, no yeah. man it's 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 a fact like and and the thing is as well like you know you hear all these things like whatsapp is encrypted you know like all this stuff like it's it's safe it's like it is fuck man like if if they want to look at your messages they're gonna look at your fucking messages like so if you're moving to australia don't be saying goodbyes to your friends and family on it like, or america don't be saying goodbye to your friends and family because you won't get into the country like you know yeah it's yeah it's 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 fucking insane like the overreach but like i i think we're probably at a stage of you can't go back now like so yeah i suppose we probably have to take the good with the bad we're probably lucky to have like i don't know where the fuck we'd be without any of these fucking sites like yeah like, gone are the days where you just knocked on the last door and said like you know are you coming out you wouldn't mind going back to them a bit like but it, i do i'm definitely grateful to have the likes of instagram and snapchat and shit sometimes it does definitely come in handy like mm. But it's nice to delete them every now and then as well. Like, that's what I find, like, because I, I actually deleted TikTok and I talked to Mahan, the philosopher guy, about this as well. And I I deleted TikTok off my phone for a couple of weeks there. Um, And my finger, every time I opened my phone, my finger was still going to the spot where the app was in like that, because that was obviously the first thing that I was doing. So every time I'd open the phone and then I realized I was picking up my phone probably about 10, 15 times a day, even during work. Like even if I was only just looking at it for two seconds, but I had gotten into the habit of just looking at my phone fucking just for no reason, really. Like, but my finger was looking for TikTok. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's it's an interesting one, yeah. Because I I I I I do want to. I'm gonna delete TikTok, yeah. Because there's no reason for me to have it. I used to put the odd podcast clip up on it, but I'm just telling myself that's why I don't delete it. Like, mm. like Instagram, I I can't really delete because I kind of have to put bits from the podcast up. Like, just like all I do is literally just screenshot the Spotify thing and just post on Instagram. I don't do anything that like fucking cool or colorful, mm. but like. Yeah, no, I think it, it is nice to even you go for a walk, you just power off your phone for an hour. And like people do say like the benefits of it, like it's so underrated, just like turn off your phone, just just don't say like, this is the hour I don't text anybody or don't reply, you just go out and fucking go for a walk and don't think about it. Because like that is the way we were originally before all this before these fucking little yokes in our pockets came about. So Yeah, and we certainly haven't evolved understanding fast enough anyway because there's no evolutionary change in history works as fast as fucking 20 years for us to evolve to be able to understand what's going on in them. Like, you know, for thousands of years, we lived as like these normal beings at a normal rate of like evolution, probably tied into the rate that our societies were developing at a normal scale. But then like 
somewhere in the last fucking 50, 150 years, like we've just started going at a scale like where it's just like insane. Like like the human beings that myself and you are, like we're we're not equipped to deal with what's going on here at all. Like especially like the types of beds we're sleeping in, the shitters we're taking our dumps in, like you know. There's nothing natural at all about the way we're living. So like when you go camping and stuff like that, that's why you feel fucking good. That's why you feel good because you're probably, if you're not sleeping outside, you're you're in a tent and you're getting up and you're probably going for a fucking bath in the lake in the morning. Like, you know, you're doing stuff that you, yeah. you humans should be doing. Yeah, yeah. And you kind of get like, people get fucking outlawed for living like that now. You're like, oh, you're, you're a fucking hippie or something. But like, maybe that's, Maybe that's the way we should be living. I did a podcast about that before, just like like just rambling about it. I was like, fuck, wouldn't it be just class? Just go out and live in a forest, like just but slightly. I think, I think that's that's a brilliant dream for anyone. Like, but you you probably have to have yourself set up, like, you know, and that's the thing. Like, you probably want enough money to depending on what your kids are doing. Like, if you've kids, like if if the kids have moved out, like, or if you don't have kids. You could go off grid. Like, I'd have no problem going off grid in the morning if I got if I if I got to where I was happy with everything that I'd done in normal society, I suppose. No problem. Just fucking going off the face of this earth into a fucking forest and never showing my face again. Like, you know, because you'd be fairly fucking sick shit of people anyway by, by, by the end of the day. Never mind another fucking 15 years of listening to people talking rubbish, especially the way the Internet's going anyway. You know, like there'll be a lot of men migrating to forests <laughs> in a couple of years, man. Yeah, just to get away from their fucking wives, not even other people. <laughs> yeah, their uh, wives. Yeah. Um, yeah, I suppose we'll nearly leave it there. I forgot the fucking other thing I was meant to ask. There's nothing more irritating than being in the middle of talking and you've just completely forgotten what I was going to say. But I know, um, yeah, I suppose we'll leave it there. Um, have you anything you'd like to add or anything you'd like to say? No, man, just, I suppose, for yourself, keep up. Keep up the podcasts and... Uh... Maybe I'll get you on mine sometime. I know we spoke about it before, but I fucking, but you know, busy. I have a fucking backlog of guests that I must actually get through myself and editing and everything like that. But I will get you on eventually. Um, and looking forward to it. So you're doing, you're doing a savage. What, what age are you? Uh, twenty. Twenty. Fuck me, man. I wish, I wish that I'd started podcasting a lot sooner. But I was afraid of what people would think of me. So clearly, you have a nice fucking tick back up in you. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't worry. I'm fucking. I'm very scared as well. I started when I was like 18, so I was kind of just, just kind of. That's happy. mad. Like, you were in school when you started, so were you? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was during COVID. I was just bored as fuck. Like, I was just like, do something. Like. And who was your inspiration for it? Um, I, I like the two Johnnies a lot. They, like, I, I don't really like my style of like talking isn't the same as theirs, but I, yeah, they were the only ones I really listened to because, like, I don't, I just kind of wanted to do it. I don't, I love, I, I always talk about like, I love attention. So maybe that was part of it. Like, you know. Mm. There is a thing in a lot of podcasters that they love. Maybe that's in their own voice, but we all love a bit of attention from time to time. Maybe that's kind of a little percentage of why we start them. So that was definitely part of it for me. But I'm glad yeah. I started. Yeah, so absolutely. You but you, but as a podcaster, you don't get much attention on yourself. I feel that's the problem. Like it's because you're so busy, like trying to figure out about the other person that you're talking to. No one ever actually gets to listen to you speak. So the fact that you started the podcast is counterintuitive to what you thought it would be. You know, yeah. you think you're you're going to make a superstar out of yourself, but it's the other person that you're actually doing that for. Yeah, you're making other superstars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fair point, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um. But yeah, no, it's good. You never regret doing it. Like, as I was talking, I was listening to something back or a few, 
like listening to even myself talking, I was like, you don't regret doing it. Like, you know, you you know yourself, like you don't regret. You no, might you, regret it in the moment when you start, but the only regret you'll have, like, is not trying something. Like, because it would be a lot worse if you were fucking struck down if I was in the hospital again tomorrow with something bigger and I said that I never start the podcast and like I'd want to say or you know, never tried anything else. So yeah, you're dead right. Yeah. Anyway, I may leave you because I've trained at half seven and I have a few few drinks to attend to after. Are you any plans for yourself tonight, no? No plans for myself. My actually, my old fella and my younger brother are up this evening because he's going. My younger brother's competing in some fucking rowing race or something tomorrow in Leitrim, so he stopped halfway. Um, right. So no plans going for grub with them, no, I'd say. So um, thanks for having me on, lad. It was an absolute pleasure and uh, best of luck going forward for yourself. No bothers, sure. We'll we'll see you some point down the line, Anna, and uh, best of luck with everything. Yours, man.